What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack, 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 no! It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. She looks pissed. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Tech Podcast and Affinity My Dash Podcast. We did it. We are back, all three of us, back on the same pod for the first time in a while. But like I said, no hard feelings. Tommy and Kevin, very busy people. Me, I just set the schedule. So it's just whenever I can record, really. So it's easier for me. But we are back. I'm excited because we have, or I guess, movie number two of our Mighty Ducks universe coming up. Just to recap. For those of you who did not, um, are not up to speed, I should say. Episode 348, that was what, uh, we're at 355, seven episodes right ago, we laid out the Mighty Ducks universe, we laid out our phase one, and we started with the movie Bombay. So this is my short synopsis for Bombay, but you can go back, listen to the whole episode Uh, A young Gordon Bombay bonds over the game of hockey with his dad and becomes a prodigy in the process. But when Bombay's dad gets sick, things fall apart at home and Bombay is left searching for both the spark in his playing career and a father figure. His hockey... Oh, this is a terribly Billy worded sentence. It says, his hockey could might be able to fill the void, but is that a good thing? I'll edit that synopsis there, but that is that is a uh, movie number one, and we laid out the phase. So phase one of the Mighty Ducks universe, similar to you know the Marvel universe, we have Bombay, we have the second movie regarding Conway in some sense. Then we have Bombay two, and then we have working title PS one eighteen about the school and everything that goes on in the school, and then we have Bombay three, and then that all leads up to the Mighty Ducks D one extended cut remastered phase one of the mighty Ducks universe but kevin we have not heard your your thoughts on this plan really uh you've, you've talked about it briefly but i want to give you an opportunity what are your thoughts on how we have it laid out here i mean i i, I, I think that's the logical way to do it um uh w- one thing i do want to clarify because i obviously don't listen to this podcast when i'm not on it um <laughs> the, there are no supernatural aspects to this universe correct this is this is not set in yet. Like actual not yet. Okay. Yeah. I just wasn't sure how far off the rails y'all had gotten. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things we talked about was you know okay we have Mighty Ducks the original trilogy you have Game Changers and then you have the cartoon could we connect mm, the cartoon in some way mm. to Game Changers slash the Mighty Ducks I think there's a way but yeah we. We push that off to later phases. So that's a problem. All you, all you have to do is bring uh, Jim Belushi in at some point. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He was the voice there of the manager of the cartoon. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a problem for future us, though. Right now, we're just focused on movie number two, focusing on the Conways in some way. Uh, we, we talked in our last Mighty Ducks Minute. There was a line in there about... Charlie talking to um, to Bombay about oh well you know all the guys run off at least that's what she says talking about his mom and then that got us down a deep hole 
which really I think is the spark of this plot. So uh, Tommy, you're really the mastermind here. I'm going to throw it over to you to get us started. Thank you, Mike. And of course, um, so just keep in mind, all of these movies up until The Mighty Ducks are all essentially prequels. So this is all taking place before D1. And so um, this movie, we've got a cold open. So immediately starts. And um, essentially, I don't really have it like shot for shot framed out like I did for like Mikhail 5 or whatever. Um, but you kind of get a sense it's you see a little kid, um, you know, from behind, you know, skating around a, a pond. Um, he's not very good. Um, and basically, you know, he's skating kind of looks like a spaz way. And that's what the audience is led to think. And, you know, you hear, um, you know, you kind of see him shoot around, he turns around, zoom in on him. It's not Charlie Conway. Mm. Um, you zoom out and you see a, um, essentially a car full of people driving with a young redhead in it, um, you know, in her early 20s. And they're, what they're doing is they're on their way to pull a job because um, these are a, a bunch of cons, uh, con artists. Um, and so they're going to pull some kind of, you know, not necessarily a heist, but, you know, kind of like a, a middle of the road stakes, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, job that gives them a, a little bit of cash, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, product to, to, to sell or something for, for a few months. And so basically it opens with like, you know, an eight to 10 minute scene of them pulling some kind of job. And um, it, it's probably like a crew of like five people, probably like, you know, two guys, three girls or something like that. Um, and one of them is very clearly Casey Conway, um, a young Casey Conway. And um, another one kind of looks like an older Charlie. Um, and you find out later that that is Charlie's real dad. And so kind of the, they do the job, whatever, and um, they kind of end their job, you know, they get away and they have like a line that says, hey, it's the Conway and like their way of life. And then boom, opening credits, it says the Conway. And what it is, is that Casey, um, you find out shortly after, Con- like Conway is not anyone's last name. Um, and so this movie is about how Casey Conway gets double crossed by her crew mainly charlie's dad and it's her seeking you know revenge in a way it's not like a you know i need to kill all these people it's like i need to you know get my um you know um you know get my revenge get my uh, my money that i'm owed kind of thing get revenge against charlie's dad um and so conway is about casey kind of coming into her, her own and it's probably like charlie is like a little baby at some point like two years old and so it's probably like time she gets screwed over a couple years go by and then she has a chance to like get back at like charlie's dad and like that whole crew um and you know kind of fast forward at the very end you know she takes on this new persona and they're like what's your name anyway and like she's working at the the diner like when charlie's four she's gotten her money gotten revenge oh casey conway and it ends and so basically it's our job to fill in the gaps what happens here because what we um, now know is that Charlie's mom, Casey, you know, she was kind of bouncing around a little bit before she settled down. And so the line about, you know, oh, guys, they come around and they see the kid, then they're out of there. Like, no, it's actually, she's kind of been working little cons and everything here and there to keep things going until she got her revenge. And then after she got her revenge, she settled down in Minneapolis. 
And so this movie can essentially be set anywhere in the US. You know, she mm-hmm. doesn't have to be from Minneapolis. And so do we want to go with like, like Miami or like some sexy city or something like that, as opposed to always being in like the cold North? And, you know, Kevin, I wanted to throw it to you to see like, where should this little like kind of caper of a movie be set? I like the idea of keeping it Midwestish, um, but maybe something like Kansas City. So you can mm. like throw in some mob ties. Ooh, you know, Kansas you City in, mob, yeah. Yeah. So uh, before before we go too far down that tangent, I do think this raises a, a great question that I don't think we've ever answered before. Um, and obviously that this doesn't really tie into this, but is Conway Charlie's dad's last name? Oh, interesting. Why would, why would it be Casey Conway still? Is my question. And maybe this maybe this falls outside the realm of this conversation, but I, I just thought of it as you were going through that. Well, we assume, yeah, Charlie Conway, Casey Conway, like the dad and mom were married at some point. And she just and kept, she the, married kept name. the name. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of um, you know, divorcees will will do that. Sure. Um, I, I understand that, but I I just I feel like we've never oh so she could like subject Casey like, Williams or something. Or 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 she's Casey Conway and his dad is somebody completely different. Mm-hmm. Charlie Bombay. Mm, there we go. <laughs> that would be a twist. That would be a twist. Um two questions right off the bat. So the movie is called Conway. Is is the, it Conway? It's the Conway. The Conway. So the is is Conway one word, two words? Does it have a dash? It's one word, no dash, no hyphen, nothing like that. Um, because it's hey, it's the Conway. And um, and she eventually is like, Hey, I am the Conway, you know. Has like a one flips a cigarette, you know. <laughs> kind of hiding in plain sight there with that last name. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> I like it. And I do like the ending. I think the ending there's like a help wanted sign in the Mickey's diner window and she walks in and they say, what's her, what's your name? And she says, Casey Conway. And then it's the end. So I do like that. So if we pick off, pick up from the beginning, they've just Ooh, pulled this. One, one, one more question. And okay. this is something to think about throughout the episode. What song plays over the ending credits when she goes Conway and then bam mm. song credits. So think about that for the episode and we'll, we'll end it with, uh, with that. And then Mike, okay. we'll, we'll play a, part of the track at the end of this episode (laughs) oh i could do that yeah um okay so we we have this heist pulled off in kansas city and i'm getting getting some very like first fast and the furious vibes where it wasn't like in super insane driving a car into a helicopter but they like took down the truck or whatever so by shooting harpoons at the at the (laughs) the the front of the the truck off off their honda civics perfect okay yeah and so i think it's definitely very much like they're all like fast talkers um yeah i was gonna say that it's not fast and furious it's it's uh it's like confidence schemes okay yeah yeah. oceans 11 than okay uh, than fast and furious yeah oceans 11 without hiding in a bank vault kind of thing um but i do think having in kansas city like kevin said is what can happen is basically they try to rip off the mob and like Casey doesn't realize it. And so then she's kind of on the lam. Mm. And, and so she gets like screwed over by her crew. She has to like abandon everything. Turns out she's pregnant. And so then two years later, she's working odd jobs, maybe not in Minnesota yet. Um, but then she kind of finds, you know, 
some kind of like, hey, like, you know, your old boyfriend surfaced or something like that. Okay. I do like that. Um, so, okay, go ahead, Kevin. I have uh, casting. Have we, have we thought about casting at all for this? Or is that, is that part of this conversation? Sure. My first thought was stunt cast Charlie Conway's dad is Joshua Jackson. But uh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, so the, the only reason I, so I was going to say, I'm trying to remember the name of the show, but I was going to suggest uh, Matt, Matt Bomer, Bomer, Bomer. Uh, however you say his name as as charlie's dad because he's already played a con artist in a tv show and he was really good at it well i like the idea that this so this first heist is them ripping off the mob and they don't know the the first the well the first heist is just like setting establishing them as characters as like you know con artists but then they go do this you know quote big job where they rip off the mob and charlie's dad knows that they're ripping off the mob and he's going to rip off the rest of the crew and the question is is does the rest of the crew realize it are they also left out to dry because that could what it be you could kind of have some kill bill where is casey wanting to get revenge against the whole crew or just charlie's dad and it could be that she thinks the whole crew screwed her over when in reality she goes out for revenge against each member and they all realize that Charlie's dad was kind of the ringleader and they were all like hung out to dry. So she gets the crew back together to mm. like, you know, essentially take down Charlie's dad's empire. Okay. So it's like uh, um Italian job, that kind of thing. I, I guess so. Should we but have Mini the, Coopers? He's in the this? Ed Norton. He's, yeah, of course we have Mini Coopers in this. Well, what would be like the driving 19- around Kansas City? <laughs> like the 1987 version of a Mini Cooper, like a, a Mini Buick Cooper, of sorts. Right? I mean, they've been around for. For a long time. The TV show Kevin was talking about is White Collar, by the way. Correct. But let's move. Uh, so, okay. They do the job. They set it just to set up, you know, this is the crew. And we can expand on the crew if we need to. Charlie's dad comes in with the like, hey, I got, I got word that this is happening. So we could do this against the mob. Is that what we're saying? Well, like set up he, the big... he doesn't tell them that it's the mob. So we don't really know a lot. Oh, I mean, what he's okay. saying is like, hey, I got to take care of, you know, little Charlie Jr. here. So I got to set it up right, knowing that he's going to run out on them because mm. like he's a deadbeat. And at some point they kind of establish early on that like, hey, he's actually kind of a deadbeat. He's, you know, he's probably a little bit more violent and he's just like goes to like shoots a witness or something like that. And they're just like, what are you doing? We don't kill people um and so they they show us the conway Conway, you know okay and then it's just like um they kind of have a code you know like omar and the wire which is like hey no no taxpayers right they they try to like rip off you know corporations things like that they're not robbing mom and pop stores whatever um like uh think about oh here's one thing they could do is um at some point casey does the whole like um you know, uh, opening of D1, you've got the the kids, they put the dog shit in the purse. Mm-hmm. She does some variation of that to like mm-hmm. get some guy's money. So like, nice. okay, this guy's a creep anyway. And so at some point that's in there. Nice. Um, but anywho, um, the, uh, yeah, the dad is established as like an asshole and it's like, hey, this is the, um, the job that's going to set us up where we can, you know, go get real jobs, be civilians and we'll take care of little Charlie Jr. or whatever. Um, 
and quick, quick, inter, quick interjection there. I, I love that the premises they're gonna go do do this job so that they can finally get a real job. <laughs> one <laughs> so they can go be working people. <laughs> this is one. Well, so job. it's like they can you know do whatever, like not have to resort to these living. Don't worry, Casey. After this, you can go get a job at a diner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, but basically, you're not having to live job to job anymore. Got and it. Settle down. So when we first meet Casey, she's already pregnant, and like she's so... pregnant, maybe like six months pregnant, or maybe that's part of their first job is use the pregnant woman to like, you know, oh, um, to con good. some people. That's good. Yeah. And so so the relationship is already established. Charlie is in his mom's stomach at this point. There's one last job, and then we go to the job and things go wrong. Or so they go to the job and then Charlie's dad disappears and they're they're stuck. How does this happen once we you know get there? I I, I was gonna suggest so they they pull the job on whoever it is and don't realize that there are ties to the mob. Okay. And then so then the mob is like holding something over their head, and then I don't know if that's Charlie's dad takes off or you know kind of leaves them high and dry or or, or what and kind of like leaves them to die effectively Ooh, uh, what it could be is they do it over on the mob charlie's dad double crosses everyone and the mob is just like they catch casey right mm-hmm. just like hey your boyfriend ran out on like he took you know 1.2 million dollars from us and left you here just holding your belly and maybe it's she has to work for the mob paying off the debt mm-hmm. and then after like a few years of kind of doing jobs whatever they say we got a tip on your boyfriend Okay. And so like she's it. working her cons for the mob. Mm, I, like, I that. like that. So we can, yeah, we can develop who she is and her, you know, desperation to get out of this and uh, her backstory and everything. And yeah. Provide for her son, her yet to be born son. Oh, I had a question. I forgot it. I don't know. And also she, while she's doing these jobs for the mob, she starts to become more and more like cynical about like the men in her life, whatever. And so mm-hmm. that kind of sets up why, you know, it takes her until Bombay to really like, hey, maybe I can settle down. Like, because she still feels very, you know, betrayed by, uh, you know, this man she thought she loved. Okay. Is there a a police component to this? Is there like a policeman who's trying to figure this all out before everything goes down? Or are we just sort of ignoring the police in this situation? There's probably some kind of police presence. I think the question is at the end, does like, Charlie's dad get arrested or does he get killed or something oh. or they let him like run off and so I, police I think, presence I, think I think he gets killed but she never tells Charlie I think that's the easy mm. one there yeah he just ran out I like that okay yeah or All she right. kills him and never tells Charlie that's or maybe good. it's like left open-ended where she like walks out of, she, he basically the mob catches him and they're just like you know Casey, you know, he did you, you know, dirty, like, what do you want to do? And she kind of looks at him. She's like, you know, do your worst. She walks out. It's implied that the mob kills him, but we don't actually see it. So mm. it's off screen. So in theory, he can come back later in life. Oh, oh, that's always good. Okay. So to back up a bit, Casey doing jobs for the mob, gets a tip. Hey, we found your boyfriend. Or do we care about the other crew at this point? Are, are we just sort of writing them out or are they a key part of this whole thing? So Casey 
he basically has to go back to the crew and say, hey, like, I need help bringing him down. Mm. Because the okay. rest of the crew, like, they either, you know, also had to do odd jobs for the mob and kind of, like, one horse or just, like, ran off. It's probably, like, they all had to do odd jobs for the mob, I, but they kind of, like, they didn't owe as much as her. I think it's that they that they ran off, so the mob doesn't know that they still exist, that they're still around. But and So maybe she talks like, to him and be like, hey, make it right. Yeah. And help me get Charlie's dad. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But they have to like walk around in the shadows. Otherwise the mob's going to kill them too. I like this. There's a lot of different threads going on here. This is a very, this is a thriller. I like it a lot. And and so if there's a crew of five, if we've got Charlie's dad and Casey, so who would the other three be? And like, what are their specialties? Is one of them like, you know, and you you got your usual crew, like, oh, this is a weapons expert. You know, this is a demolition guy. Mm -hmm. This is like, the stealthy one like what does this crew look like so wait Casey, so what is what is casey's like what yeah we gotta start there what are their yeah. expertises is she she's i guess like the she's good at acting she's like oh the troubled pregnant she, woman and she's and, the she's like the face she's like the innocent face who's always right. kind of like you know she's in a situation and you know they get like the sleazy banker to like hit on her that kind of thing right um and, and so she's like the innocent face. Um, and so Charlie's dad, is he like the leader of the crew then? The mastermind? Uh, yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. So no no real like great skills in the field, but he's, he's a piece and he puts all the other pieces together. Smooth talker. Um, I'd say you have one guy who's like incredibly socially awkward, but it's like the tech guy essentially. Mm, yeah, you yeah. always have to have the tech guy, and the, it's you not have a like, lot of fun tech stuff too, like like eighties spy type stuff, like yeah, Cold War it, era shit. And it's awesome. not like like over the top. Um, it's just be like he works at Radio Shack or something like that, so he gets everything. Mm. Um, and so you have like a tech guy who's socially awkward, um, and then two more members of the crew, um, at least one female. And so what are they doing? Wait, how about a how about a tech girl? Oh, never ooh, that. Social, socially awkward tech girl. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. All right. Yeah, I think. Do you need like a pickpocket or someone with quick hands um, to sort of like go in and do do the dirty work once it's you know all? You set need up? someone who's who's good at reconnaissance. Oh, who's just kind of like you know looks like a guy who can kind of walk in you know wearing a baseball cap. No one gives mm-hmm. him another glance. Mm-hmm. This He's is the, the Matt, the Matt Damon and the yeah. The I was just about right. to say this. Yeah, exactly. And he's uh, good like at forging documents, mm-hmm. so he can be like, Matt, "Oh yeah, I'm Matt here to Bomber. inspect this uh, thing." <laughs> um, and he's got to have like a, a thing about him. Does he have like? Oh, maybe he's um like a really nice like all shucks guy from Minneapolis or something. And so he kind of puts that idea in Casey, like, "Hey, Minneapolis is a great place to live. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing." Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And then the and he, last... and he, so he's good at kind of playing dumb to like get people to be like, well, here's like the blueprints to this thing. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then the last guy or girl. I mean, I guess if you go Oceans Eleven, there's like the gymnast guy. Do we need do, do we need some sort <laughs> of acrobatic <laughs> expertise here? Is there like a muscle? Oh yeah, well, yeah, a big guy. That's good. Yeah. That's much better than a gymnast guy. I, maybe it was like a big guy who was like an enforcer in like beer leagues right and so like always talking about hockey etc and you know 
Um, that way you can like sprinkle in, you know, hockey um, metaphors and maybe like, again, they do a job maybe at like a hockey game or something like that. Or they think they, um, they know there's a fix in a hockey game. Effectively like Sean William Scott from, from, uh, or uh, yeah, Sean William Scott from Goon. Goon, yeah. Sean William Scott? Yeah. 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 So you got a you got an ex enforcer. Never made it to the NHL though, um, just because he was you know he he wasn't that great. Right. He was just a fighter. I like this. Okay. So we got the crew, and we have you know the tip on the boyfriend. Like, give us, or I guess we need to come up with it. I the you know sort of climactic scenes where you know they are able to find the Conway mastermind and bring him down and, you know, deliver him to the mob. Yeah. So I guess he's living somewhere and he has some kind of like shell of a company that he like kind of just launders money through. He's living like a high life. And it's like, you know, where is that also in the Midwest? You'd think he'd want to get out of there or is he kind of like, Oh, he lives in Des Moines, you know, somewhere lame, no offense to Des Moines. (laughs) Damn. Going hard at Des Moines. (laughs) Shit. Okay. Sorry for all our Des Moines quackalites out there. Yeah, I, yeah, none ring a bell that come from Iowa, but hey, there's a bunch of them that don't, you know, aren't on the Discord quite yet and that kind of stuff. So, uh, okay, yeah. So he's got a he's got a business, and then they go to that business and you know pull off some hijinks to eventually corner him. It, essentially, they're like to help Casey like settle her last debt, they need to rob like a ton of money from this guy, mm. or, like get him to like give them their money somehow. Um, now, obviously he knows what they all look like. And so they have to get like a couple new crew members to help them. Oh, I like that. It's like Italian job. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So that happens. We do it. And then they somehow are able to deliver this guy to the mob. Did the, I guess they bring the mob with them. How does this happen where, where he ends up, you know, in that compromising situation where he may or may not? Does he, does he end up in Jersey or something? New York, New Jersey? Oh, okay. You, you think Polly Walnuts is in this? <laughs> um, what you can do is um, the two new crew Chicago members. Chicago would make sense. I think Chicago is a good one. Um, right. The two new crew members, one of them is like from the Kansas City mob. Like they sent this person with them to like keep an eye on things. Um, and like, so... Like, what does this crew need? Does it need, like, uh, is he just, like, a, like an aw shucks kind of guy? Or is he, like, like a hen- like a lackey? Are we talking a guy from the mob? Guy from the mob. I, mean, sent I, to, I like, think it supervise. makes sense to be, like, weapons type guy. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like, guy that goes, like, over the top to what they normally do. Like, he, like, he wants to kill people, and they're like, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's good. Okay. And then like they, they, they recruit someone from Chicago because like maybe the um, someone in the group, maybe the Radio Shack tech girl is like, I know this guy like from Chicago. Oh, and maybe yeah. it's like also like kind of a socially awkward guy. And then you got romance between the socially awkward Ooh, girl and the socially awkward guy. That's good. Yeah. You need like a little B plot I, romance. I think what he is, he's a, like, a, like a science teacher at a high school or a middle school in Chicago. Mm. And he's just like, you know, really excited about like Star Wars and things like that. Um, and it's just like a, a stereotypical nerd who helps them out because he's like, you know, he's he's always been a geek and he wants to do something exciting. I like this. I like this a lot. Okay. So they pull the job, get the money. 
and then they leave him they leave Charlie's dad with this mob guy and you know we see Casey leave the room mob guy stays in I, I think they the Casey mob goes to Chicago and there's like we got them you know they look at their like you know they can't look at their phones for their bank accounts but they're just like hey here's the account number all the money's in there they'll be like great you know what should we do with him and I'm, I'm kind of thinking that the last scene takes place in like a slaughterhouse of sorts because it's Chicago. Mm. So maybe that's kind of how he's like trying to legitimize himself. Okay. Um, and so you just think of like a freezer with like all like the, you know, carcasses hanging around. And so um, they, you know, she walks out, whatever. And then, you know, the other, the guy's like, Hey, you know, my, my great uncle's got a diner, you know, we'd love to have you there, you know? <laughs> and so she goes up there Yeah. and um, you know, in uh he's good at forging documents or something, whatever. And so when she gets there, there's like, what's your name anyway? Casey He's like, what's your last name? She looks at the fake document. She kind of has a smile and she goes, Conway. Mm. Okay. So is, is Casey her real name or does she get that from being from KC? Mm, that's good. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. They call her KC, like, you know, KC. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, so KC yeah. Conway. So we don't even get the full name until like the last scene. And then, yeah. Okay. So I, I think we've, we've figured this out. This is good. This is like right up my alley. I think this might be, this is probably more up my alley than Bombay as, as a viewer. So I'm, I'm in on this one. Anything else we need to discuss here? What, what's the song that plays at the, uh, the end credits? And are we saying this is like, how old is Charlie at the time? Is he like, maybe three and so would this need to be like 1986 yeah i guess like if they pull off the job and then there's a couple years of her you know a montage of her working for the mob she he would have to be at least yeah two three years old um so yeah you're, you're talking 86 but but this is like a are we saying this is made in 86 or this is made now placed in 86 well, I mean, the setting is 86. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and so it doesn't matter when it's made. Right. It's the setting. And so, right. and you, so. you want everything to be like, you know, to be, uh, it's a period piece. So you want everything to, you know, um, to line up with there. Mm -hmm. There's a song called Spies Like Us by Paul McCartney that came out in 86. I have no idea if it's any good. I'm down. I'm down. You know it could be terrible. You know what else came out in 1986, Tommy? What's that? Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's how you end it i love it i love it all right <laughs> i don't know if that fits perfectly but i just I, wanted to drop that in there food for thought I'm, I'm gonna look up the the song spies like us on youtube and see if it is like it's... okay as tommy does that let's take a short break we'll be right back with the quiet question we are back we have the quiet question, but we did look up spies like us and we, we are, in, I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're mixed I, on it. I feel like. I, I think this one would fit. You'd have to like tweak the ending a little bit, but uh, you give love a bad name by John Bon Jovi mm. would, would fit pretty well from uh, her, like saying the name, et cetera, et cetera. Well, maybe she's like a huge, like um, maybe she's like a huge Bon Jovi fan or something. And then so you play that at the end and she's always making the like quips about Bon Jovi or something. And 
like listening to it and the like one of the ways she lures him in is like you know playing bad medicine or something we can work it in there it'll be real commercial <laughs> there you go all right you ask those questions through the website on facebook on twitter the discord email all that kind of stuff we pick the best ones try to answer them heaven do you have the quiet question for us today uh yes uh this one this is twitter correct correct uh so this one comes from the arthro guy uh, at the arthro guy on twitter uh the question is jesse mans up to take the penalty shot in d1 to avenge banks what are the ramifications going forward in the documentaries so i don't think charlie is we're assuming you know bombay doesn't really say anything everyone says gee jesse steps in says like you know I want to do it for banks or whatever. Um, so I think the team would get behind him if he, you know, throws out the banks thing. It's sort of a, a full circle moment for his character being the guy who was like cake, cake eater, that kind of stuff. So I think they let him do it. I think the biggest ramification is Charlie is nowhere near the player. He is going forward. He doesn't have the confidence of, of that game winning shot. And he um, just sort of doesn't become you know, the scorer, quote unquote, does, that he is in D3. And But does Jesse become the de facto leader? Interesting. So I just thought of, a, I guess, an interesting um, kind of alternate universe where um, Bombay is actually infatuated with Jesse and Terry's dad. <laughs> so, so that's why uh, Jesse <laughs> takes the final shot. That would be, uh, I'm sure there's a fan fiction out there that deals <laughs> with that. So we'll have to find it, but... Yeah, I think the biggest effect is on Charlie going down. I think Jesse, I think Jesse's definitely more of a leader, especially in D2. Um, who knows if he's still, if he goes in D3, if he goes, you know, you know the question is, is he still a hothead, really? And does Charlie become like the hothead in D2? Mm. You know, does D3 Charlie show up in D2 and Jesse kind of like calm down and Jesse's the one who's like, oh, you always said I'd make a better coach or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. You could see their roles reverse. So like Germany game, Jesse looks to Charlie before he does the, the flying V. So maybe that's like a, maybe he doesn't need that. Or Charlie's out there at that point. He looks to Jesse. But yeah, I think there's a case to be made that the roles are reversed there, which throws a whole wrench in the, the theory or the episode we had before. Uh, you guys weren't there, but where uh, Daphne and Vishnu came on and, and they explored how D3 Charlie was essentially Jesse Hall. Uh, so like all his character traits were more aligned with Jesse Hall than Charlie Conway. So I think uh, that's a short answer to it. I'm sure we could expand. That's a short answer to it. But anything else on this before we wrap up? No, I'm, I'm curious. I also want to hear some more like casting. You know, mm. if, if we're looking at like yeah. 1980s or if it's like made today, who plays the crew? You know, I think it, I think it's today's actors set in 86 so i i think to just to clarify to okay. and so we know that like casey is going to be like early 20s um charlie's dad can be anywhere like late 20s to his 30s and i think the rest of the crew is, like, be can be 80 <laughs> yeah let's get clint eastwood in there as that'd the, be great uh, the awkward chicago <laughs> tech guy <laughs> clint eastwood could be like one of the mobsters like a real small bit role i like it all right I, I, do we okay I think this is always a, a tricky part, but I, I I do think it's important and useful to put in some gut some guide rails for this. So, so like 
it can't it's not going to be like an an ocean's 11 cast or is it like no is it, is it yeah we don't have that no, budget. no expense yeah so there, I, I think being like realistic is 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 useful like, in these exercises so yeah. it's not going to be like george clooney brad pitt like you know so what we could do is you guys have seen all these things where it's like, make your MBA starting five, you have $15 yeah. and it's like five, four, three, two, one. Mm -hmm. So what we could do is for the five crew members, we could say like, you've got, you know, casting mm -hmm. as Casey, Charlie's dad, Radio Shack girl, Enforcer guy, and um, the, the aw shucks guy. And then and you Mike, only, you, you can put like, one from each tier. You can get like an A-lister, you know, for mm -hmm. like, okay. you know, is your A-lister Casey? All is right. it, you know the uh the radio shack guy and so maybe we could put that together and then have like a come back to that for uh our, our next foray into the mdu yeah. I'm, I'm gonna need i'm gonna need some suggestions from everybody on that one we, we i'm can not help good enough that. with the actors but yeah love to hear from the quack lights you know where to find us the quack.com go there contact us at quack take pod on twitter facebook.com slash quack take pod go to itunes spotify wherever you listen give us five stars give us a review it helps us Thanks to all our producers. Air Lamer coming through. Bobby Lamer coming through. Most recent producer, executive producer. Thank you so much, Bobby. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs>